0: So the big question is this, how do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Let me tell you what... uh, the warm weather is gone here in Iowa. Um, it is a crazy day here. Uh, we have had rain, we've had some sleep, we've had some hail, and it's supposed to turn into snow. And we're supposed to have they're saying four to eight inches, I don't even know how that's possible. But anyway, all that to say, it's a crazy start to a Monday, and um, and I don't know how you're doing, but I hope you are doing better than I am. Uh, this Monday morning. I'm, I'm looking out my window and I'm watching snow plows go by. And just two days ago, it was like 70 degrees. And, you know, we were out doing, uh, you know, sidewalk chalk with the boys on the sidewalk. So anyway, I hope your Monday is going well. Uh, thank you for joining me once again uh, for the Ministry Hackers podcast. It's kind of a... Uh, Kind of a historic day um, for those of you who may not be paying attention or aware. Today, uh, March 15th, is one year from the Sunday that most of us as pastors and ministry leaders uh, had to deal with the question what do we do with COVID 19? And so I wanted to just kind of reflect today. Just take a moment to reflect. It's, it's Monday morning, you know, services yesterday, you know, Sundays are generally busy. We come in, you know, on, uh, to our offices on Monday. Maybe we're worn out. Maybe we're a little bit excited from yesterday, whatever. But I want to just take a moment and pause as we reflect on this past year. Because one year ago, Sunday, March 15th, 2020, We all had to navigate this Sunday, however we felt best. And in some parts of the country, um, we closed down, completely closed down. Other parts of the country, we hung on for one more week before we we had to close down. And that was the beginning of probably the craziest year that most of us have lived through and done ministry through. Um, We've had to make some really hard decisions over this last year, um, we've had to make very unpopular decisions. Uh, we've had to make decisions that um, that it didn't matter what we decided, somebody was going to be mad, somebody was going to be upset. We 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 were facing a uh, a minor church split every time we made a decision, and that's been our year. Um, not only that, but we had to. Um, today marks the day that most of us had to figure out how to do church online. How do we hold a service online? How do we you know how do we re- you know, put things on Facebook or YouTube or however we're going to do it? How do we, you know, how do we use Zoom? A lot of us had never even used Zoom before. And some of us had never even heard of Zoom before. And we had to decide in the blink of an eye within about a three-day window. And I remember kind of how it played out for um, for us uh, here in Iowa at the church that I'm um, at. It, You know, it was kind of like you know, we weren't going to do anything. Um, you know, we kind of heard, you know, around the country that there were going to be shutdowns. Here in Iowa, we were a little bit later to, um, I guess you could say, later the party, and so we were able to um, hold services. Uh, this was the last Sunday last year, March fifteenth was the last Sunday that we held services um, because our numbers were really low. There really wasn't much of an outbreak here, and so um, at that point, we were able to uh, to have service. And, and for us, it was, it was pretty clear it was going to be the last time we had service, uh, for a while. And now most of us had no idea. In fact, a lot of people that I talked to, um, you know, in the weeks that followed, they felt like we were going to be out of this by, um, by, uh, by the end of May, certainly. Um, some of us thought we it would just be a couple weeks and then we'd be back to normal and, And, you know, little did we know it was going to last, you know, a whole year on some level or another. And um, I know for uh, my co-host, Pastor Matt, um, you know, he kind of accounts in previous episodes of our podcast, he kind of accounts how it played out for them where, you know, every day there was a new shift, you know, it was, you know, the numbers were, you could meet with, you know, 250 people and then it became, you know, 150, then it was 100, then it was 50 and... You know, I think by the end it was 10, um, you could get together with 10 people. And, and so I know for them it was every day, every, you know, in even at different parts of the, in the morning it was one, and then by the afternoon it was shift again. And, and for them, they were a mobile church, and so they were constantly having to figure out, you know, what did that look like and how are they going to do it? And, you know, and and all of us, pastors and ministry leaders all over the country, we had to navigate this. And it and it was, you know, for a lot of us the most difficult uh, thing time in ministry that we've ever faced. And we are still there. Um, we're still trying to navigate some of these, these pieces and some of these deals and, and, and we will, um, you know, I remember in May and June in our podcast, you know, Matt and I, Pastor Matt and I were talking and, um, and you know, we said that it was going to be. I, th- I think the the farthest prediction that we had was January. January would start to get back to normal, and here we are, March, two months after, you know that com- you know what we said in that conversation, and we're still um, dealing with it on some level in most parts of the country. And you know, unfortunately, as the year has played out, um, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of other things that come with this. And that is, there's been a lot of division within the church. And what really made me kind of uh, brought this home to me this morning is because, you know, as as most of us know with Facebook, you get these, you know, memories. Well, you know, Facebook serves up memories for you. Well, this is what happened last year. Or, you know, this is what happened previously on this day on your Facebook feed. And it brought up uh, a post that I put out there um, on March 15th, 2020, it was, you know, it was, I was getting my kids ready for church. Um, You know, again, we had one last Sunday. This was our last Sunday of live church. So I was getting kids ready for church and, um, and the conversation that had, had played out on Facebook and social media and other places, you know, in the two days prior, it was very clear uh, that the decision to hold services or not was going to not just be, uh, a question of a pastor and his staff and the board and whoever makes those decisions, having to f- figure out what's best for their community. But it was also clear that this was going to become a divisive piece within the church as a whole across the board. And, and as, as I look at my, uh, my post to just church leaders in general, um, essentially what I'm saying in the post on March 15th is All of us are trying to figure it out. All of us are trying to make the best decision possible. And the last thing we need to do is criticize one another because of the decision that we're making. Because the reality is, and I think that this still plays out today, it still rings true, is that as a church, as the church, um, not just our individual local churches, but as the church across the country. This uh, pandemic, this coronavirus that we've gone through over this last uh, year,' it's, it's challenged us, it's pushed us. But the probably the biggest hit that it's taken on us is that it's divided us. As, as church leaders and as, um, as pastors and ministry leaders, this has divided us, and it's created, um, it's created division across the board. Because we are criticizing how we believe other pastors and ministry leaders should be handling the situation, <clears throat> and and I don't know about you, I know as a pastor and ministry leader, you know we carry lots of of weight. Every decision we make, we understand that the community as a whole that we serve uh, is, you know, we're we're caring for them as best we can. And we're caring for a wide variety of people, you know, for the first time in history, we have five generations worshiping together. And so we have to make decisions that across, that cross all of those generations and all of those, you know, demographics and all those attitudes and political stances and all those we, the decision is already hard enough for pastors and ministry leaders in a time like this to make the right decision. And even that is what is the right decision? That's that's an ambiguous, what's the right decision? We're working in the gray. Most of us are here. And so the the last thing that we need, the last thing we need is to have other pastors and ministry leaders criticizing what we're doing, criticizing the decision that we're making, uh, calling us out and saying, you know, we're somehow uh, making the wrong decision based on whatever reason we make up. Now, you as a pastor and ministry leader, you have to make the right decision for your community. And, you know, the pastor down the road at at whatever church has to make the right decision for his community. And the pastor across the country has to make the right decision for his community. And the pastor, you know, down in the south has to make the right decision for her community. And the pastor up in, you know, the, the northwest has to make the right decision for her community. And so across the board, every pastor, every ministry leader has to make the right decision that they feel is right, that they believe that God is calling to and, and leading them towards. We all have to do what we believe is the right thing. And the last thing we need is us as pastors and ministry leaders criticizing one another and calling each other out. Now there's accountability, obviously, you know, and that's not what I'm talking about. When we're operating in this gray space, this pandemic that none of us had navigated before, you know, all of us that have gone to Bible college and, and gone to seminary, this was not something we prepared for. And so every decision that we're making is really complete reliance on God Complete reliance on the other leaders in the room that we're working with. Complete reliance on the accountability that we've already set up around us. Our job as pastors and ministry leaders are not to hold, you know, every decision that another pastor or ministry leader makes, hold that up and say, meh, that's wrong. You got that wrong. You need to fix that. That's, that's, not, that's not our job. That's not what we're called to. And quite honestly, over the last year, what I feel like I've witnessed is I've watched pastors and ministry leaders busy themselves with criticizing and critiquing other pastors and ministry leaders. And quite honestly, what I believe has happened and what I've watched happen is I've watched an unbelieving world out there and they have watched this happen on a very public social media uh, level. And they've said, you know what? They can't get their stuff together. I don't know what's going on with the church. I don't know what is happening, why they're bickering, why they're fighting, why they're arguing, why whatever. And I just don't want a part of that. In a, in a, in a year where there has been so much strife and anguish and frustration and all that, what, what some of us have done as pastors of ministry leaders is we have added to that by criticizing one another in a time when we needed to be supportive of one another in ways that maybe we never have before. And so I guess what, what I'm, what I'm getting at today, as I, again, as I look over my post a year ago to pastors and ministry leaders, is I would say, you know, can we, can we position ourselves today in 2021 with the pandemic still lingering, still unsure what's going to happen, still unsure where we're going? Can we, can we just... Stop criticizing one another and start asking how we can help each other. How can we come alongside each other? You know, it's one of the main things behind, one of the main reasons behind a Ministry Hackers why I wanted to create a community of pastors and ministry leaders because we need to work together. We need to collaborate. We need to come together. We need to take the best ideas that we all have and lend them to each other. Help each other out. That's that's how innovation happens. It's how, you know, it's how great uh, breakthroughs come about. And what I what I what I sense from most of us that are critiquing and and arguing and and yelling at other pastors and ministry leaders, what what I feel like is really happening, and I may be wrong, but I feel like what is really happening is either one. We just don't want to change anymore. We don't want to go through another change. We want things to just go back to the way they are. And every time a pastor or ministry leader says, well, online church is here to stay or says, well, we just need to keep our doors open or says, oh, we, you know, we just need to not wear those masks or whatever the issue is. Every time we say something along those lines, what what we're really fighting against is change. We don't want to change. Many of us didn't want to change before all of this. And then we had to, we were forced to. And now we're just at a position where we don't want to change anymore. So anything that may impose change upon us, we criticize it, we critique it. We say, oh, you know, that's unbiblical. We, we go as far as saying that's unbiblical. And and maybe some of it is, but I'm pretty hard pressed to theologically see how some of these things are unbiblical biblical. I think it just comes down to, we don't want to do it. And so we criticize the pastors and and ministry leaders who are. And I think that, again, that doesn't serve the kingdom. It doesn't serve the body of Christ. It, It certainly doesn't serve a world that is hurting and in need of the gospel. And I think we all just need to take a step back if, if we're criticizing other pastors and ministry leaders, and we're not collaborating, we're not coming together, we're not resourcing each other, we need to take a step back and ask, why? Why am I doing this? Why am I not helping? Why am I not coming alongside and being supportive? And, and find out what is behind it. Because unfortunately, I think, again, what we'll find and what's painful to find is that we're really preserving ourselves because we're tired and we're exhausted and we're worn down and we're tired of change. And we want things to be back to normal. We want things to be familiar again. I'm going to read to you just this little, a little part of the post because this was my prayer. This was my prayer on March 15th, 2020. It says my prayer this morning is that no matter how your local church is deciding to go through coronavirus 2020, I really tried to coin that. It really didn't work. The church as a whole is representing the heart, attitude, and love Jesus so effectively lit out in his days on this earth and in his relationship with each of us. He's not compelled by fear, uncertainty, despair, or anger at others. Instead, he stands in resolve to the raging current of the circumstances and reminds all of us, he is the Lord of all things. And he will hold his people through anything that we face. All we need to do is fix our eyes on him, stand and resolve against the distractions of fake news, political lobbying, and empty store shelves, and live out the faith we so boldly profess when everything is okay. And I would say that my prayer today is not much different. Imagine what would happen if pastors and ministry leaders around the country would come together and work together, put our minor differences aside, even put our minor theological uh, perspectives aside that are that are different. Most of us agree on ninety nine percent of of our theology. What if we were to put that aside? Not compromise it, not abandon it, nothing like that, but just say, you know what? the advancement of the kingdom of God and reaching a lost world is more important than whatever soapbox I'm standing on right now. What would happen if we would do that? What would happen if we would collectively come together, proclaim the love and saving grace of Jesus, serve our communities and stop bickering amongst one another I would say over this last year, we have lost opportunities because we were too busy bickering and fighting amongst ourselves. And I don't want 2021 to be a continuation of that. And so my call, my, my encouragement to you today is reach out to someone, another pastor and another ministry leader, not your friends that are in ministry, but someone else expand your network, reach across the street, you know, to the pastor at the church across the street that maybe you've never talked to or the down the street or across town or reach across the country. One of the great things about social media is that we are able to be connected. Again, that's why we have the ministry hackers, Facebook group. The reason we have that is so we can connect with one another And we can collaborate and innovate and come up with great ideas and challenge each other and and love each other and encourage each other. How many of you as pastors and ministry leaders could use a little encouragement at this point? Let's be there for one another. Let's stand in the gap for each other. Because if we do that as pastors and ministry leaders, if we were able to do that, we would change this world in ways that we can't even imagine if the church that serves Jesus Christ came together in unity and in unity moved forward with his message, how would things change? Not within the four walls of our church, but how would things change around the country and around the world? So that's my challenge let's stop bickering and let's start collaborating and working together and encouraging each other to do great things in the name of God. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. I'm going to weather this snowstorm and hopefully we'll see 70 degrees by the end of the week. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you in the next episode.